Good morning, it's great to be with you. I'm afraid I'm a walker and a talker, I cannot stand still, so that's great. Um, so, as Rob said there, I'm a pioneer minister uh, for Bath and Wells, and I'm based in Canesham. If you don't know what that is, um, there is a pioneer project that began two years ago. Um, there are nine of us called Signpost Pioneer Ministers scattered all across Bath and Wells. We come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Um, my specific ministry is to work within the new build estates in and around Canesham. Um, the whole role is based outside of church. I go around seeking people of peace um, to introduce them to the faith and create these things called, what I like to call, uh, kingdom spaces. So rather than concentrating on these buildings, um, we, we create alternative means to do this thing called Christianity and faith. Um, at the moment, which I will, I will unpack slightly, I'm doing that in a, in a community garden at the moment. And, um, it's embryonic and it's just begun, but God is really moving. So anyway, so that's what pioneers are. If you have any more questions, ask Rob. That'd be great. So as you can see there, um, we started off that scripture with... Is that, that's not mine, is it? That's mine. Sorry. That's mine. There you go. <laughs> the same nowadays, don't they? So these scriptures, they look very much two scriptures, two parables. We, we have the one where Jesus talks about this, this thing called pride. And then we have the other where he talks about welcoming children. So Holly and I moved here 19 months ago. Um, prior to that, I'd been on the discernment process for ordination for approximately eight years. Um, Rob wrestled through a lot of that with me. Um, the poor guy was a curate when I met him, and um, he got ditched by his vicar. And we, we tried to hold the church and prop it up together, didn't we? And, and it, was, it was great times, absolutely fantastic times, and we learned a lot from one another. Now, during that time, um, I really didn't know where it was going to go. I got to the end of this journey searching for ordination, but it stopped and it was a no, and I couldn't see any way forward. Then fast forward slightly, after a quick story of bankruptcy, of sickness, of no direction. So this all happened to me in a space of two years. So I went from a clear path of ordination to this vast void of not knowing what ministry looked like. Little did I know in Bath and Wales at the time, uh, the bishop and the archbishop and the, the board that were being put up in the, um, in the Diocese Board of Finance were creating these roles called pioneers. I had no idea. I just saw this void. Then suddenly I got this role. I was called, appointed, and here I was standing suddenly from this place of empty and nothingness to this clear call where I could see a way forward. Now, if I'm really honest with myself, I've got a bit of a chip on my shoulder during that time. I was like, I've made it. Here I am, I've got a badge. This is, this is my identity. I'm a pioneer minister. So I started strategizing and trying to figure out this, this ground that, that the Lord had put me in. You know, coming up with all sorts of plans and wonderful ideas. Then about 12 months in, on top of COVID lockdown, um, I can't go into detail about it, but I was hit hard. Something came my way in life that 
completely shut the ministry to the point where I thought this, this is it. You know, so as soon as I got this, it's now going. This isn't going to happen. And it was a very real prospect that I was, I was about to step back out of ministry after 12 months of being in there. This story here about the Pharisee knowing who he is in the community, knowing his identity, knowing how above everybody else he is. And then we have the tax collector who went to that humble place before the Lord. I experienced these two parts of this parable in that short 12 months. I was exalted and then I was humbled. During that time of humility, during that time of putting down the batch, putting down my plans, putting down my ideas, this garden came up on Facebook. And it was a, a garden five foot high with weeds. It was about 25 foot square. It sits adjacent to the River Chu in Cainshaw. And over 110 people, I think the landlord said it was, I, I got hold of the keys to this place. Now, I saw this moment as, as, a, as a moment where this is mine, this is my sanctuary. This is the place for me. This is where I'm going to go through a period of healing through this, this trauma that we've just gone through as a family. And that was right. But as I started pulling these weeds away, something else started to happen in my heart. As I humbled myself before God, I suddenly started seeing ministry appearing before my eyes. This takes me to the, the next parable. Because as I was humbling myself before God, I was relinquishing all of my abilities to make any of this move, to make any of this become a ministry. I was simply going before my father as a child and saying, I need this. Now, I can't articulate, I, I wish, I, I will at some point write a small book of miracles because throughout, from 12 months ago to where I stand now, um, I wish I'd brought some pictures for you for the projector. It's amazing. One, one story, an easy one. I, I stepped foot on the ground two days after there's a lady getting rid of a, a shed. It's battered, absolutely done in, you know, it's ready for the tip. And she said, oh, well, my husband had this and it's been here 15 years. I wish he could stay on the ground. And I was like, actually, I could do with a shed on this plot. I was like, let me do something with it. The day after, on Facebook again, somebody had dismantled another eight foot by six foot shed into all the panels. So all I had to do was go and collect these panels and then repurpose this shed. And then we found some tiles and then we got an artist to come and draw on it. You know, the stories will just go on and on. But what happened was the shift. I went from my adult state, my ability, my own adult abilities, to becoming a child of God again. To recognizing that there's, there's nothing I can do in this thing called ministry that can make a difference. I'm just here. I'm a vessel. I'm a child of God. And as I'm exploring this new theology of, of becoming a child, it's amazing to me because the Bible is full to the brim 
We look in John 16, verse 23. It says, whatever you ask in my name will be given to you. And I'm like, well, if I'm an adult, I think I'd have some big asks. But actually, when I unpack this, and when I approach God the Father as a child, I can see something else happening. When I really recognise this name that Jesus is talking about, then I can see the power in it. Because as Christians, we can, we can run around saying Jesus, but actually, there's about 280,000 Jesuses living in Spain right now, and none of them have the power of God. So actually, what Jesus is telling me here is saying, look, I have this thing called salvation. I am Yahshua, the Redeemer. When we approach God in the name of salvation and enter grace as a child, there is nothing that we can't ask for because we align ourselves with his very will. So the things that we desire are already his will. My wife used a similar thing on me this morning. So she calls me Trevor all the time. Sometimes I'm being told off, most of the time I'm being told off. Sometimes yeah, she wants me to do something. But today I heard an entirely new Trevor. It was Trevor! Screaming at the top of her voice. What is that? And then Neo's laughing because he was sitting in the bed watching and he found it hysterical. This great big spider. She opened the curtain and it landed straight on her head. <laughs> Suddenly, she was calling me in an entirely different office. This Trevor she was calling out for was a new one. It was her saviour Trevor. It was, come and help me. <laughs> How desperate do we get for Jesus when we call upon his name? Are we doing it just because we want him to make us look good before our peers? We want him to make us look good on a mic, or where we wear dog collars, or when we're wardens, or we scream in his name, Yahshua, salvation, redeemer, in order to see the very things of the kingdom manifest. Now this church here right now, shall I tell you two things I noticed. One thing I noticed was the step Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Impossible. What's the faith levels here? And I say this not because I know this church specifically, but because I know the Church of England. And this is the very reason I have a position right now, is because the Church of England is on a trajectory of a not a great place. And we need to be doing things differently. Could I challenge you this morning? Have you got caught up in the pitter-patter of the Church of England and got caught up in the rhythm of life? Or is your heart still screaming, Jesus, Saviour, salvation? Because as you come to that place, these seats that are empty all around you will be filled by the community around you because they will witness the greatness of what Christ can do through you and through this place. I've gone completely off piece. I haven't even got a clue what I've got written down anymore. <laughs> How long have I been jabbering on for? Don't know. Don't know. What time is it like to go home? <laughs> they, they don't mind. Thank you.
You see, each and every one of you in this room, I don't know any of your names. Any of you. But each one of you I can count as my brother and sister in Christ. Not just a friend. People that I should be able to come to and lean on and rely on and pour out to. This is church. You're the people I can come and stir the very gift that God has ordained you in because each and every one of you has been ordained in some way with a gift. Not one of you comes in this place without it, whether you found it or not, I don't know. But we are something beautiful. We are the embodiment, the body of Christ, the living God. And we, we come and do this thing on a Sunday, not to participate in karaoke, not to participate in good storytelling. We come here to get equipped so we can live a life outside of those doors that transforms the lives of those around us. Now I know you've got a bit of a pain as a vicar here. We can, we can be. We've rained each other up many a times. But I love this guy. I absolutely love him now. We've really wrestled haven't we, in the past. Rob, we've sat there, he's made, he's made me cry in a coffee shop. So he just challenged me, got me all angry. Like, it was years ago. I really didn't like him. <laughs> but this is the beauty of our journey together, isn't it? That we're family. That we can wrestle one another. We can challenge one another. And we can come out the other end loving one another in unity and strength. This is the call of God's church. And this is the call of the Church of England. This is why we exist. We're supposed to be challenging one another and growing and being out there. So what does that look like for you guys? Because I am going to come into land now. So I'm sure I've spoke for a bit, don't I? My first challenge is the scripture up there? No, it's fine, I can read it. I can get it up on you. Yeah, it's fine. Let me say, is your heart right? So two people, forget men, two people went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. One was a tax collector. We all like to be Pharisees. We all like to be seen. Our ego loves being straight when we're real with ourselves. Actually, we're called to be the tax collectors. We're called to be the ones recognizing our own sin and bowing before our God, begging for his salvation. Where's your heart today? And you don't have to answer me. You don't have to answer Rob. You have a God who's omnipresent and is with you right here, right now, measuring that very heart. He doesn't care what you're wearing today. A good place to begin to walk as the tax collector is to recognise where you need grace today. The very thing that you're, you may find your strength, maybe the very thing that is giving you the pride and that you need grace today. Do you need to Come before God and repent. Yeshua, salvation, redeemer, 
And that very question, the boys answered there. So can I just mess up all the time and get away with it? The answer is yes. It, it makes no sense, but the answer is yes. But the further you go on in this journey, the less you'll want to mess up. Where is your heart? Where do you need grace? And lastly, are you walking around this planet in your jobs, in your roles, as adults before God, or as children? Yes, you are adults, and yes, you, you have responsibilities. And we need to hold our responsibilities and steward them well. But when you come before your Creator, we have no place to call ourselves adults. Our knowledge and understanding dissipates, disappears. You're standing on a rock travelling around a fireball at 60,000 miles an hour. If you think you know what that is about, truly, then stand before God as an adult. But you stand before a God who holds this in the palm of his hands. So can I just offer a, a lighter tone before I finish? All of what I'm saying here is to lead us into a place of love. Because the resources of heaven are ready for you. God is waiting to gift his children. But he can only gift children, not adults. I think I'm coming into land now. Bless you guys.